0: Welcome everyone to this brand new episode of the Education Unscripted podcast. Um, As you all know, 2020 was a year that was filled with many twists and many turns, especially for the education sector, and we're hopeful that 2021 will help us to pave the way for the education sector that we all hope to see. Welcome again to your favorite podcast, uh, Education Unscripted which is your favorite channel for unpacking education issues in Nigeria and Africa. This podcast is brought to you by the National Innovation Collaborative for Education, which is a community of education innovators working to foster learning and collaboration. My name is Laya, and today we will be exploring education finance in Nigeria with Mr. Obina Ukachiko. Welcome, Obina.
1: Thank you very much, Laya.
0: Happy to be here. Yes, it is so lovely to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. So, let's talk about Obinna for a second. Obinna is a seasoned professional and a business leader. He has almost two decades of experience in banking, development finance, health finance, and a host of other sectors. He has served in various executive and senior management roles and is currently the divisional head at Sterling Bank providing strategic leadership for the health and education sectors, as well as other digital distribution initiatives. Obina is a chartered management accountant, a chartered global management accountant, and he has an MBA in finance and a bachelor's degree in electrical electronics. Yeah, wow, that is amazing. We're going to talk about that in a moment. He is an established conference speaker on small and medium enterprises, uh, health finance, and business growth topics, both locally and internationally. Olina, welcome to Education and Success. So if you could please tell us a little bit about yourself and your work as the Divisional Head of Education and Healthcare Financing at Sterling Bank. I'm particularly interested, you know, in your background. How does one go from um, electrical electronics to finance? You know, and then you know you can walk your way
1: up to tell us how you ended up at Sterling Bank doing what you now do. Liar! Haven't they told you that engineers uh, uh, can do anything uh, <laughs> they set their hearts to do? Uh, so that was exactly <laughs> what, um, what my, one of my first mentors in banking told me uh, when I was leaving um, core engineering to going to banking and I asked him that they would they would definitely ask me this question why um are you moving from core engineering to banking and he said just tell them that uh, engineers uh, are known to be very smart people (laughs) because of their exposure (laughs) to mathematics (laughs) don't mind me but but really I think um, um the background the engineering background made me quite versatile and um I have always been inclined to I always wanted to know how business works so beyond the technical the 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 technical aspect of engineering i wanted to know how business generally worked and that's how i got myself into the business of banking so i went to the business banking i I did a couple of things then i went into risk management strategy um at the time i left banking i went to the health finance core health finance and uh later development finance before i came back to banking I've always been some. Uh, I've always been driven by impact. So when I left banking for health finance, I wanted to see how we could make an impact in that uh, sector that's that's still relatively small and unattended to in the country. And I think that's my attraction to um, health and education um, and anything that pretty much transforms um our our social lives and and adds value to um uh, our lives in general our our group life as a country and and, and as a globe i think that's just my attraction i've just been driven by impact and that wind of impact has um pushed me around (laughs) and is still pushing me i see wow
0: you have definitely been in a lot of sex all in research of impact. And I know that the work that you've been doing at Sterling Bank has, you know, led you down that road. So from our research, we see that Sterling Bank has five of investments, which are summed up in the acronym HEART. you know, for health, education, agriculture, renewable energy, and transportation. Now, if I might ask, why has Sterling Bank chosen education specifically as one of the core sectors for investment. What is the attraction to education for Sterling Bank as a whole?
1: Well, um, the truth is, first and foremost, we know that we're in an environment, where a bank, we're, and we know that we can't mm-hmm. be bigger than the environment and the economy that we, our primary trade economy, that's Nigeria. And mm-hmm. in Sterling, the way we approach our business is to try and develop that market that we want to bank. And if we're going to do that, then we definitely need to look at skill development because and the factors of production, um, skill, that's labor, but skill itself is, I think it's primary. And we thought that if we could um, invest and play and enable the education sector, we'd be able to boost other sectors significantly whether it's health whether it's agriculture whether it's oil and gas whatever it is as the general skill level of the country increases uh, we expect the general wealth to increase and that also Mm. impacts directly on our addressable market so it's a very strategic uh, decision that we can't all as banks or as um, commerce players be fighting in a red pool how do we ensure that our activities add significant value to the country to the economy and to the globe and our first answer was education the people need to have access to good education and that's why we're doing what we're doing
0: Well, education is the best foundation, actually. That is all that you can build health and agriculture and renewable energy and even transportation. The knowledge from all of that will come from education. And so it's good to see that Sterling Bank really has at its heart, you know, the core of education. And so we know that in 2019, one of the visions for Sterling Bank was to invest about 10 billion, I think, in the education sector by twenty twenty. But then twenty twenty came and we had the pandemic, which you know struck a huge blow to the global education space. And so what is the status of that vision? If you could give us an update on that. And and even going further, if I may ask, what efforts did Sterling Bank make to ensure that education and education financing continued even in the pandemic period?
1: uh thank you very much uh, for that particular question definitely we know that most of us uh business people had to pivot um last year um at the turn of the mm-hmm. pandemic yes yeah. so um at sterling we, we we looked whilst we're learning um we're learning the new normal um we were still of uh, investing per se so we went into we thought we could use the opportunities of teachers being um, a little, having a little more time on their hands to go into teachers' training. Mm-hmm. So we launched a teachers' training uh, collaboration with some partners, and they put it on our EduBank platform. So teachers could go in there and get quality training uh, for free. These are these are trainings that cost uh, a few thousand. Uh, Of Naira and we decided to underwrite that cost and said let's focus on training teachers um, during this period whilst we're still uh, pivoting and um, we also um, went through a partnership with with, with a tertiary institution that delivers online education Uh, it's a global institution and uh, for the first phase of that uh, partnership we sponsored um, uh, uh, a few students to go online to, to get their degrees. And, uh, there's a whole, uh, a value chain. So we're trying to create, give them work experience whilst they're getting their degrees and in that partnership, we're trying to learn, um, um, how to improve and scale access to global quality education, um, at the same time, covering uh, the unemployment gap. So it's like a thesis. It's like um, it's like it's like a pilot, a learning phase that we put about 50 people through. And we're hoping that this Mm -hmm. year, from what we've learned in 2020, we can scale these kind of um, programs and of course get into um, um, other programs for the primary school, and the secondary school um, categories.
0: Ah, I see. That's quite a lot. So there, there's something for teachers. There's something for you know tertiary education. How about basic education? Are there any specific programs that were focused in that area?
1: Yes, definitely. Um, so uh, that has been a little bit slow uh, to come up. Uh, we know that we're going to do a digital. Um, distribution just be assured that we're 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 looking at uh, transforming how this thing was because we're not excited that the um, people upper middle class um, can actually pay for education now so children are in school uh, have been in school for a while uh, with the good devices good internet uh, network whilst the underserved can't access anything. Do you understand? So that's yes. a problem statement for us, and we are actually uh, in the trenches trying to solve for that.
0: Okay, excellent. Thank you very much, Opina. And I guess that um, a lot of the people listening are particularly fascinated about the fact that Sterling Bank is, you know, very focused on education. You know, um, what they would like to know is if there are any specific funds that are earmarked only for educators and the education sector and if these funds are available how accessible are they to school owners teachers or even our community of education innovators who might be looking to leverage on you know getting some capital infusion and then you know to leverage on that to improve um, their education space how do you think are, are there any specific funds available for this?
1: Okay, first and foremost, we're funding funding education investments and expansion from our balance sheet, just like um, a regular bank will do. Um, What we have tried to do is to reduce the hurdle um, for accessing those facilities, whilst we're also discussing with development partners that can collaborate with us to consistently drive down the cost of this financing. I can tell you and um, the listeners that um, they should just keep their ears on the ground. Maybe in the the next uh, four weeks or six weeks, they'll definitely see. um, 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 Let me not call it a stimulus package now, but something that is going to, yeah, something that's going to help them address the 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 cash gaps that they have experienced um, as a result of this pandemic. Something very very affordable, as in uh, close to cheap, close to free. Uh, we're working on that. We're hoping that um, we, we can pull through those arrangements with our partners. And um, so, so yes, with funding from our balance sheet, there's funds available, uh, and we've reduced the, the hurdles um, for for accessing these um, um, funds.
0: I see, so what we're expecting is something big close to cheap from Yeah, definitely, we'll definitely, definitely,
1: definitely. Expect something that when you hear it, you would wonder, come on, how is the bank doing this?
0: Okay, okay, that's exciting. So, Obina, can you share with us some of the innovations that, you know, Sterling Bank has been forth in this period and maybe their impact stories or success stories so far You know, the things that Sterling Bank has funded, perhaps invested in, that has really made a difference for accessibility to education and for improving the quality of education?
1: So, so I'll tell you a few things um, 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 that we've started. Uh, Most of them will get, would see the light of day um, very, very, very clearly this year. You know, we, we actually launched the EduBank platform, which is, um, uh, it's like a digital bank, where that aggregates every player in the sector, whether they're parents, so parents would be able to access um, loans for the, for, the, for the kids, uh, mm-hmm. teachers would be able to be trained. So we're already training teachers. It's live, you can go to edubank.com, ng.com, and you can be trained, you register to be trained uh, as a teacher. And we'll keep adding a lot of features to it. We're even going to be giving opportunities to people that want to invest their monies um, for a relatively uh, good return. Uh, But as saying, rather than put it in regular fixed deposits, uh, we want it to go into education, you know, so that your money Mm -hmm. can make an impact in the environment. So uh, in the the country and the community, uh, um, so we're, we're, we're coming up with all those solutions. It's live on EduBank, so people can go check it, but we'll blow it up um, real well this particular quarter. There is also um, um, a thought we have, especially on, on the specialized uh, uh, on postgraduate education. Um, we know that one challenge with student loans is, that, um, um, is the unemployment rate in the country. So people don't give out student loans because of high of unemployment rate. But we have solved, we are solving for this increasingly, starting with software engineering. So we fund students to have software engineering training for 10 months and with, 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 a, with a, 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 a possibility, a hundred, I put a possibility because there's nothing that's 100% guaranteed, but with a very strong possibility of getting them jobs at the end of the program. So far, we've had over a hundred people go through this program and it's a hundred percent batting ratio, meaning that everybody that has gone through this program gets a job and with the job, they can start repaying their loans. So we're not just creating Mm -hmm. loans for people to get certificates. We're working with the other side of the value chain to um, uh, introduce the opportunities to hire the people. Um, That's one thing we have done well and you just watch how this year we're going to scale it in fact there's the story of uh, uh, there's a very interesting story of a young lady that had left that left her job and um because she was pregnant and she's had her kids at the moment and you know many times it's quite difficult after many years coming back to employment so she just went in for these um Um, software engineering training. And in nine months, in about eight months, she got a job outside the country. She works in Nigeria and supports um, companies abroad. And she's taking care of herself, her family, Uh her kids, and she works from home. These are the kind of things that when we see, we are excited and it's sustainable because they're paying back the loans that we use to train them. And we're we're trying to see how we replicate this model across um, various specialties. Thank
0: you, Ovina. That is a that is an amazing story because I actually do know how difficult it is to get back into the you know employability market after having a baby sometimes for some people. And it's interesting to know that Sterling Bank is almost acting as a sort of bridge right now. So you are facilitating partnerships to get to get people trained and then still acting as a bridge towards employment for them. And that is an interesting place to be in. Actually, so what before we move forward, though, I would like to ask that um, you initially spoke about edubank.com. Is that a free platform for people to go on, or do they have to make payments of
1: some sort? It's a free platform, it's free. Um, teachers go there, and they're trained, you can go there and make your investment, go there and apply for loans, um, to pay school fees and different things. And we're still building it, It's still we're still layering it. But um, we know that it's a transform, it's, it it will transform um, uh, the entire value chain uh, of education.
0: Well, we are certainly looking forward to that. And uh, as we draw to a close now, Odina, if I may ask, how do you think that, you know, the government and the um, policy makers can further aid the work that you do, the work that other banks who support education financing, how can the policy makers and government uh, aid your work? How can they make things easier
1: for you to support Oh, regu- regulation, liar regulation. Every day I think <laughs> about it, it's regulation. I don't really understand why we have not adopted, um, 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 why there are still restrictions to um, um, accreditation of digital um, um, delivery for, for schools. So example, if you, if for tertiary institutions, if you are a standard um online university where you and you're fully accredited by international bodies um your graduates still can go for youth service because um you 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 have to you need to have some physical uh th- th- for students to go for youth service okay. they need to what's it called they need to have they need to come to school physically uh for a lot of time uh, before they qualify for that Yes, so I'll just tell the policymakers to, to to just get a little bit more updated. Let's let's catch up with the trend, the global trend, because if we're going to solve for access to quality education, then digital must be at the core of it. I think this is one area um, I would really like uh, government and policymakers to look into. Thank you, Lion. Okay, thank you, Obina, and.
0: Of course, finally, um, so what NICE is trying to do is to build a community of education innovators. And of course, education innovators require finance and all of that. So what advice do you have for education innovators, for the community, for people who are trying to pioneer new things in the education sector? What advice do you have for them as they try to access education funding from Sterling Bank?
1: Um, first and foremost, I tell them to be to ensure they're they're careful with their their financials. Financials in the sense that they should just keep records, records, basic management accounts. That is the that's the major challenge I have with schools. Um, whenever we want to take on a small school or someone starting up something, we say, what are the records you've kept for the past six months and they're either trading in their name or doing they're usually not that organized. so people get consumed by the vision, by the thing they're trying to solve without thinking about the structures of their business. It makes it really difficult for us because even though we we, we want to transform this space, um we're also a bank. we also, we 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 like things done in a structured way education innovators um they should learn to keep their books basic bookkeeping um uh, they shouldn't be so consumed with their vision and the thing they're trying to solve in the space and neglect their financials you know uh because that helps me it makes it difficult for me to intervene in this space if they do not um um keep their books keep their records no matter how little they should just get a template management account online and just fill in their details because we interpret these their visions and ones and zeros of naira and dollars um, so that's one major thing i would want them to do that's that financial governance and uh, of course structural governance and they should feel okay. free Players are listening to us We're open, we think we have a lot of ideas, but we're open to more ideas, you know, uh, we're open to people coming in and saying, we want to do this, how can we collaborate, how can we partner? We're open to anyone that is committed to changing the narrative of education in this country, that person is our ideal partner and we're ready to listen, we're ready to put monies behind anything that will work. Thank you.
0: Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. Obinawka Chukwu, for coming on the Education and Super podcast with us today. Thank you, Laia. Excellent. Everybody, I hope that you have had a good time with us today. I hope that you've been able to learn a thing or two that could help you as you make your way in this education space today. So we have now come to the end of today's episode of education on Twitter. If you want to send us your feedback by sending mail to nice at tepcenter.com That is nice at tepcenter.com Or you can connect with us on Twitter at nice underscore innovate. You can also, you know, give us a thumbs up on your Google Podcast platform or your Anchor Channel platform, you know, wherever you're listening from if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and um, Please stay safe and keep learning. Bye for now.